Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Loisie in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the dairy block. If you like wine, if you like just hanging out with friends, if you like going with friends to say, you know, just chill, have a nice conversation and a great atmosphere uh, with a knowledgeable staff, go to Blanchard. Uh, one of my favorite places to go in Denver to just go enjoy some great tasting wine. Uh, they've got Pinot, they've got Cabernet, they've got Reds, they've got Whites, they've got Blends, uh, they've got, you know, wine cocktails. If you're really not into the whole wine thing, they got that too. It's just a great place to go in Denver to enjoy that experience. We're in the brand new uh, Dairy Block, which, you know, the Milk Market, which has got a whole bunch of restaurants in it, you can go there for dinner, pop down the alleyway to uh, Blanchard Family Wines, and just enjoy a great night on the town with some great friends. They always will treat you right. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, you know, I, once again, this is another situation, situation where I, I had several things planned that didn't work out. And I was going to do another Know Your History, and um, then there was a chart that, uh, that uh, Kirk Goldsberry had out about how shot selection has changed in the NBA since 2001, 2002. And uh, I suggest everyone look up Kirk Goldsberry and then look up the chart. It's it's pretty telling to see where the NBA has gone. And if anyone listened to my Know Your History on Shaq and the rules changes, you'll understand why the league is the way it is now. Um, you get, you know, the, you wonder why. Okay, they don't want any anyone uh, clogging the lane, but yet there's so many shots at the basket. Well, when you can drive two semis side by side through the lane, it becomes a lot easier to score uh, in the at, at the bucket. Plus, uh, they have largely pushed defenders out to the perimeter, and just this is the way I I hate to say evolved because that would imply that the rules didn't have a hand in playing to push people out, but it is where the league is at now. All that being said. Um, here, there is an addendum to that New Year history, and it uh, didn't count on what I think is a game-changing center. And it's not Joel Embiid. It's not Rudy Gobert, who is more in the Dikembe Mutombo mold. Um, you know, it's it's not, say, Jonas Valanciunas. It's not uh, Nikola Vucevic, uh, any of these other centers. It really is Nikola Jokic. And the fascinating thing to watch NBA and NBA Twitter is kind of a weird place. It's full of people who hate change and embrace change too much, and it's this weird dichotomy where you have people pissing on each other from a great distance. It is one of those things, and um, one of the things that has absolutely broken people's brains is Nikola Jokic's. What I would describe, based on my eye test, is elite ability to post up. And how it has completely changed the game. And it's completely changed the way people look at 
posting. Uh, Rick Carlisle famously said, the post is not a good shot anymore. And um, for his Dallas Mavericks, that's true. Uh, you don't want a stick figure, Chris Porzingis, posting up. Um, it's just, he's just, he's tall, but he's not big. Uh, Nikola Jokic is uh, six foot eleven, and um, as everyone knows, he is huge. <clears throat> but he also has the ability to hit threes, and he can pass from anywhere. And this combined ability really is something the NBA hasn't seen. But specifically, and you'll notice this trend with Nikola Jokic just exploding the last month and a half. You'll notice that what quote-unquote, unlocked him was his ability to post. And it has pointed out several things in this league that have changed but yet remain the same. Um, as much as the NBA wanted to get away from the post, well, all that did was essentially push, as I said, push everyone out to closer to the three-point line. Um, but in reality, what happened was something completely, completely different. In uh, as these rules changes came into effect, the the league essentially what they wanted to do was get rid of uh, guys like Shaq who could who are camped out down low. Uh, you couldn't move them, and it would clog the lane. Particularly, and I and I think more on the defensive end, um, they wanted the ability for people to um, drinking some coffee. Sorry about that. Um, they wanted the, the ability for perimeter players to have space. Okay, That's, Spacing has nothing to do with big men. Spacing has everything to do with wing players and guards. And I think really in, in, in the reality of the situation, we have um, what I would describe as a uh, the lack of people who are able to both guard and play in the post. Um, you can't get it to the post. The, the double gets there quicker now, and zone defenses tend to mitigate a bunch of post play. But the reality of the situation is you can still post, uh, and you can, and that's where the art of the repost uh, comes into play. And I think reposting is a, is a skill that a lot of you need to really work on guard slash center interactivity in that situation. Well, some Nuggets players struggle to get Jokic the ball in the post, uh, but some of them are pretty good at it. Monte Morris is getting better, and Jamal tends to, when he's concentrating, tends to be able to get it, hit the ball in the right position there. You get Jokic the posi- position, he can bang down low, get his, get his shot. And what his post ability has done is that it has exposed a fundamental flaw in the NBA right now. There are very few players right now who can elite guard the post. Um, and that is a function of the way the league has gone. So the Nuggets have created their own loophole with Nikola Jokic being able to do both. If he was just a bang down, he, if he was just a bang down low guy, he'd be basically Al Jefferson um, or Zach Randolph. 
A um, couple guys who increasingly became irrelevant, irrelevant as the years passed because no one plays that way anymore, but they were still able to get theirs. Um, a lot of post-play is junk points, you know, what I call junk points. Uh, Patrick Ewing would get a ton of putbacks uh, as I, at, back in the day. A lot of his points were 15-foot jumpers and putbacks, um, some driving dunks, but, I mean, that was a lot of his points, and he would just gobble up rebounds on a great night. Um, but that, that was a lot of the center play, unless you were like, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, who had the sky hook or you had Kim Olajuwon with the, uh, the, the dream shake, or you had David Robinson who could pop out and hit an 18, 19 foot jumper. Um, there really wasn't, there really wasn't, um, that kind of thing in the NBA. It was a lot of, a lot of garbage points is what I call them. Um, and that turned into lobs, uh, basically when the Clippers uh, and DeAndre Jordan started started really revving up. A lot of it became lobs, and uh, you notice that Clint Capella, um, who is more in the Dikembe Mutombo style of center, gets lobs. Um, but really, what it is is you are it, it, what's become as a quote rim protector. Nikola Jokic is not a rim protector. Um, but he is a big guy who can post you up, and he can pop out and hit threes, and he can also pass from the high post and the mid post, which a lot of players can't do. In fact, most centers can't do that. Joel Embiid's different. I think he approaches that level, but he doesn't post. Um, uh, Embiid prefers to face up. In fact, he's really in that mold a lot, a lot more like Hakeem Olajuwon. But, uh, I, I hesitate to say this, but uh, Embiid's sample size is pretty low. Um, he doesn't play a ton of games during the year. So getting a bead on him, just getting a specific bead on him, on what he does, is a little more difficult than Jokic, who tends to play throughout the whole year. And Jokic, um, you know what he does well. And he, you can't stop him. And that's where we come. By Jokic exposing the hole in what the NBA's progression has been has unlocked something that I think, and I would describe this with NBA Twitter, it's really basically exploded people's brains. And I think it was uh, Nate Duncan who was pointing out that it's post-play even, even entertaining. And i got to say this to Nate and most people. The heyday of the NBA, it's at its peak of popularity peak was the Jordan years, 91 to 98, uh, 90 to 98. That really, the 90s, was the peak of the NBA's popularity. Nine, 75, 80% of that was Jordan. The rest of it, you've got to understand, the golden era of the NBA was centers. And you had these teams that had great centers um, who were very popular, the Knicks, I mean, even later, the Shaquille O'Neal, Orlando Magic with Shaquille, uh, just Houston Rockets won two championships with the center as their best player. Um, it was it was coinciding with that. And I think what people fail to realize is good post-play is a lot different from the crap you saw from about 2002 to, well, anywhere up to now. Good post play is footwork, 
and the ability to and and signature moves, drop steps, sky hooks, uh, Dirk Nowitzki's one foot fadeaway. People don't understand this about Dirk. Dirk would he made his hay posting up um, on this uh, near the baseline and then fading away for a one foot jumper. That was a post play. Uh, it was just a little farther out, but that's what he did, and it was great. And it was he made his hay that way. And it was an when you develop a signature shot, an, an ability to do that sort of thing, you are basically unstoppable. And a lot of the ability for Jokic to be unlocked came when I think part it was partially the way the Nuggets conceded to Jokic, and partially Jokic understanding that. In order to get at his spot, he needs to get the ball at the at the most likely the mid post. Sometimes he gets pushed out towards the three point line, but he gets the ball in the mid post. He bangs, 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 and he's good enough to get his shot up. And what that does is it opens up the entire Nuggets offense to everything else. And when you have something like that, when you have a signature, when you're able to do that sort of thing, it unlocks everything. And why? it's broken the brains of analytic people is that the post was supposed to be dead. And what Jokic has done with his ability to do everything, and I'm not saying that he's a post quote unquote post player. Um, Jokic is a different kind of center. Jokic, you cannot pigeonhole him, but his post ability is what I would call elite he has the ability to get around people with his with his handle. Uh, like I said, he's been able to shoot three-point shots, but I think his three-point shot has really stemmed from his ability to post up. Um, it really has. And that opens up the lane for, uh, for other Nuggets players. It's just when he is sucking up that much, as Adam Mata has used to say, gravity, when he has that much gravity... It makes everything easier for every everyone else, which is kind of why I really want to see Michael Porter Jr. play a, a long stint with him to see how those two interact, because I think that could be special. Um, but that's a different subject for a different day. Uh, Jokic can be uh, a guy who gets those points, but what has unlocked him, in my view, others may dispute this, but in my view, what's unlocked Jokic is that post-play. And that really began about a month and a half ago when they just said, you know, just get him the ball here and we'll let him do what he's going to do. And a lot of that was ta- uh, for before they had started taking the ball out of his hands. And a lot of the what Jokic had still brings the ball up sometimes. And then it was what I describe as dribble handoff hell. And sometimes, it went, especially in when they play zone defenses, the Nuggets tend to devolve into dribble handoff hell. It's just Jokic faking about four times and then dribble handoff. And it, it just it's it's so predictable that the offense shuts down and then you are depending on the guard to hit a tough shot. When Jokic is pounding down low and is able to get his shot and the defense knows it, what he did against the Dallas Mavericks, who granted are not great post players, but what he did was expose a flaw in the Carlisle Doctrine. In that, not only was it a high-value shot, but it completely collapsed the Mavericks' defense. And when they understood that they couldn't guard him, 
it, in fact, I'm not even sure they did understand. Um, the, the last play, uh, when Jokic scored in the post, I am not entirely sure Carlisle was ever, I, I, either it was poor execution or it was bad planning. Um, maybe a combination of both, but the, the lack of quick double team on Jokic to get the ball out of his hands was perplexing. And then he just cooked him. He just cooked him in the post. That's what Jokic has done. Now, that doesn't mean that the post is coming back. In fact, I would, like I quoted earlier in the podcast, the post isn't coming back the way it was. But the ability to do it is elite. And when you have that ability, and when you have the ability of one player to unlock that sort of uh, aspect of your offense... It becomes that much better. And three-point shots become easier. Three-point shots become more open. And you you are, it just becomes a different dynamic. And you'll notice through this, other than maybe a handful of teams, and I'm talking specifically Utah with Gobert, he can guard the post. Most players, centers in the NBA, are not post-guarding players. They are rim protectors who gobble up rebounds and get lobs. But they are not post defenders. Jokic can feast and take advantage of the the pace and space loophole, what I call it. And that's why Jokic has fundamentally broken the brains of the NBA Twitter. Because he is doing something it's not necessarily old school, but he's employing a an aspect that doesn't get and people thought were dead. And he's using it to great advantage. And it will be interesting to see how the NBA counters if they can. Well, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I will be talking to you soon. Goodbye.